Hey, hey, hey. This is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. Welcome to the show. I don't like this weather today. Oh my gosh, Mike! You're you're supposed. Winter is not over. Winter, winter or summer is not over. Winter hasn't begun. <laughs> this is fall. <laughs> but the good news is, is we're supposed to have a very uh, warmer than average and drier than average winter. Okay, good. So we got that going for us. Okay, good. But good. those eighty degree days. They're over. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dang it. Well, we definitely have had um, a great summer. The weather has been has been great so far, so I can't complain too much. Um, welcome to the show today. I want to thank my sponsors. Um, sponsors are such a blessing. They, they really help support uh, the business aspect of the show. So I want to thank all of the, the sponsors of the Miss Kamei show. Um, it's, it's definitely appreciated. We thank you so much. Dina Schroeder with Narium. Um, she is a global brand partner. Her business is expanding up into Canada. She's doing amazing, amazing, great things. Great skincare product I use myself. Uh, so if you're interested, reach out uh, to Miss Dina. Um, I also want to announce uh, the anthology that I'm writing in. Um, we actually just sent in our chapters to the publisher yesterday. So huge, huge success. Uh, 20, uh, 19 other co-authors, uh, 20 including the compiler, Miss Michelle Wood. Um, we are also excited. The anthology will actually launch on December 6th. So we're going to be marketing and advertising. we got a big campaign going on behind the book. Um, I'm telling my story about pageantry and my pageant family. So uh, watch my video. Uh, my video is actually published online. It's there already. And uh, the book will be available December 6th. I am in the studio today with the, uh, I, don't want, I don't know if I should call you much accomplished or much very successful, but Mr. Philip Martin is here live in the studio with me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. How was your drive-in today? Considering the weather, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what time did you leave your house to get here? Uh, about uh, one o'clock. Okay, so that's too bad. That's not a pretty too good. Bad, yeah, not too bad. it's a pretty good commute time. <laughs> so, Mr. Martin, I just want to thank you so much for coming to the show. I know we connected quite quite some time ago, and um, we're able to finally get you on the show. So, thank you so much for coming. You're the national director for Compassion to One. Correct. And I want you to tell our audience um, a little bit about uh, your role at that organization. L- let's start off with what the organization is about. What's it about? Absolutely. Compassion One, we help uh, survivors of human trafficking in all of its forms. So whether that be sex trafficking, domestic servitude, um, child soldiers, Mm -hmm. um, and so forth. I mean, we help girls, you know, in all situations involved in some form of trafficking here in the United States and also around the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, We formed back in 2009 Mm -hmm. and really just started more uh, internationally. And so started uh, funding mobile medical clinics, safe houses overseas. Mm -hmm. And then our president and founder, uh, Stephen Julie Gutzler, found out more about the issue in the States. Really, that's where my experience came in for my prior, uh, you know, involvement is more here domestically. So, I start really to build our domestic campaigns, and uh, so we focus a lot on awareness. Mm-hmm. So my job is to go, you know, on the radio, on mm-hmm. television, in schools, you know, wherever in the community to help raise more awareness about the issue. Uh, we conduct trainings in the community, so okay. we're training law enforcement, social service, first responders, uh, teachers, pastors, counselors, really anybody who works with children, with families, um, who who has a role, you know, significantly here uh, within local communities. Um, we also focus on demand reduction, so really mm-hmm. helping to make it um, 
you know, impossible almost for these guys to buy girls or mm-hmm. to utilize the Internet to market them, what have you. So mm-hmm. um, we do a lot of different things, you know, focusing here in the United States and around the world. So we've done a lot considering that we formed in 2009. Yeah, uh, we've done a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, over the last few years. And it's been awesome just to see, you know, the difference we're making. And there's a lot of rewards, you know, when people's lives are being affected in a positive way. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Compassion to One, uh, this organization, its mission is to rescue children around the world from sexual exploitation, provide rescued victims the life of safety and joy that every child deserves. So you said in your introduction that you... Um, you know, it's your responsibility to to kind of raise awareness. So you were just out in Los Angeles, correct? I was, yes. Last was it last week? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. So tell me, tell me what you did there. Yeah. So uh, I've been going down to LA for the last year or so, a year and a half, and um, really, so we're just interested in establishing another office location for Compassionate One mm-hmm. uh, down in the Orange County, LA area. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I'm doing is just really looking for, you know, donors to, to help contribute down there and mm-hmm. uh, so forth. But then um, I pitched an idea to a music producer uh, down there who's been in the business for at least 40 years, a long mm-hmm. time. The music business? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And um, so he's familiar with the issue of human trafficking, but it's never really done much with it, had the right opportunity. Okay. And so we started to put together a concert idea to where we could just, you know, host a show in a major venue down there, mm-hmm. get a couple A-list artists, you know, mm-hmm. have a table fair and, you know, 50, 60,000 people in a venue and just and do a one night thing on a weekend. But uh, he came back to me after that and just said, you know, let's get you a greater reach. Let's let's reach more people. Let's raise more money. Mm-hmm. And so what we're raising money for is uh, aftercare, some more shelters for the survivors. Okay. And then also direct service upon rescue. So a lot of their medical attention, tutoring services, evaluation-based services, you know, things like that. So those are the two most underfunded but most needed components that have just really not, not much attention has been, uh, not many people have paid attention to that. So that's what we're raising money for. But what we're doing now, rather than just doing a concert, is we're doing more something similar to like the Jerry Lewis telethons that you see on TV or the stand up for cancer. Okay, it's more of one of those types where it's on a soundstage. And, um, you know, we use uh, get the message out on mobile devices, radio, Mm -hmm, TV, mm -hmm, Internet. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's more interactive. So it's been pretty exciting just to see how much it's developed in the last year. So uh, we're set to launch that here after the first year. Wow. How exciting. How yeah. exciting. So can you like leak one of the A-list, one of the celebrities or one of the groups that that you guys are considering or attempting to have support this this uh, this event? Unfortunately, to airs, I can't. Oh, <laughs> you know, I want that, right? Yeah. <laughs> So um, you said that the two biggest needs were um, like rescue um, resources, correct? Yeah, aftercare. So long-term housing Mm -hmm. and then also direct service. So more of their immediate needs upon rescue. Okay, so give give us an example um, when you do rescue someone in one of these situations. What what is the type of care or or the type some some something that they may possibly need? Because you know, I'm sure every situation is different. Yeah. Uh, every case is different. So uh, if, say, the girl's rescued from a law enforcement officer, then the first thing that we try to do is really get her connected with a provider um, that can really just give her, you know, food and clothing, first of all, evaluation just to make sure she's okay physically or if we need to admit her into a hospital. Mm-hmm. Then we look at some other services, you know, uh, tutoring programs, 
or, you know, other health care services that she may need or trying to reconnect her with her family if that's mm-hmm, something, if that's mm-hmm. an option. Okay. But really it's a chance for us to get information from her about the case and then also for us to find out about, you know, who the guy was who trafficked her or who mm-hmm. bought her to try to arrest him yeah, and then uh, also get him the help that he needs. So really it's just to ask as many questions as we possibly can, you know, befriend the girl, tell her, you know, that we're here to support her. Right. We, we care about her. We want to encourage her. And really try to, you know, get her life back on track from what she's previously experienced. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the organization um, and and what it does and what your role um, is with the organization. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15-plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin, up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles, lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. Conscious living for conscious people. Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, 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 this is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. I'm live in the studio today with Philip Martin, the National Director for Compassion to One. Um, right before the break, you gave us kind of um, an overview of rescue services or aftercare services, you know, when, when someone is in the, the, the situation you gave us if she's rescued um, through police custody. And something that you said that stuck out in my mind was that um, you ask her, you know, who sold her or who bought her so that you can, you know, arrest him and help him and give him maybe the care or the treatment that he needs. So elaborate on that a little bit. That's interesting to me. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of groups who, and and we do too, we focus legislatively on passing laws that would protect, you know, the girl and her family Mm -hmm. and also prosecute, you know, the Johns, the pimps, you know, those involved with with trafficking this girl or or marketing her online or other sources. So Mm -hmm. um, that that absolutely needs to happen. There's no excuse, you know, for for his behavior. Right. Uh, we don't excuse that. But I think if we're really looking at, you know, the whole issue of human trafficking, you know, we have to deal with the people who are buying and who are marketing. Right. And, you know, arresting someone or charging him a fine, you know, for what he's done really isn't going to stop him from buying. You have to give him alternatives for his life, too. Mm-hmm. So just like these girls, you know, when they grow up in homes or maybe they had domestic violence or abandonment issues or right. substance abuse, various things. These guys grew up the same way. So we have to look at it that way, that they had, you know, a set of unfortunate circumstances that they had to also grow up within. Sure. So we have to get them the services and the help that they need so that they won't continue to repeat their behavior and change their decision making processes. Mm -hmm. And probably the same for women as well. I mean, there are women that will stay in prostitution. They will choose to stay in that lifestyle. Yeah, it's, it's everything that they're accustomed to. It's all they know. Um, and, and they're also on survivor mode. Right. So until you empower women, until you give them, you know, other uh, job training skills or yeah. people skills, communication skills, and until people provide them opportunities and see them as people, um, I think really that's, you know, what we help with, too, is getting people to, in the community 
to see that these are just normal, average, you know, everyday girls right. that have been through, a, uh, you know, a set of horrific circumstances that nobody should ever go through. Yeah. But let's not label her as a prostitute. Right. Let's not label her as someone who doesn't have a chance. Let's give her opportunities so that she can live a better life. Right, right. Well, and we as a community have a responsibility to do that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you mentioned when you were giving us an overview about the organization and what you guys do, you mentioned that... Um, I think the founder was really kind of focusing on an international kind of a global uh, movement where you and your experience um, was really here, you know, within the country. So give us a little bit of background on your professional career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the unique thing about me is that I didn't grow up in a service by a background or law enforcement or, you know, politician or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just a guy, you know, who is going about my life. And um, my experience is more just within business, within uh, pastoral ministry, communication, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of in the business sector. But, um, you know, just upon uh, a couple of my friends, you know, several years ago that told me about this, I really just I had to take action based on what I saw and what I heard. Mm -hmm. And so I really just started out the gate to um, launch some, uh, you know, events here within the local Seattle area that gain, you know, press attention. And Mm -hmm, we got some mm -hmm. significant donors off the bat. So it really just a really unique way. It just I caught a lot of attention pretty quickly. And we were able to make a difference. And so um, what started out as just hosting events, you know, here I am full time and it's mm-hmm. eight years later. So it's been it's been a journey, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure many, many, many stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, why this, Philip? Why? I mean, where does your passion and, you know, I, I, I mean, just I, we've talked before and even meeting you, you know, and you having the conversation today and interviewing you. You have such a heartfelt passion and dedication um, behind this cause. So why? Why? Yeah, I think for me, you know, it's a few different things. I think just going back to when I first uh, became aware of this myself, mm-hmm. when I saw some videos, when I heard some survivor stories, yeah. you know, when I talked to some of the survivors themselves, I, I couldn't help but take action. That's really what we try to get people to do is to take action. They can't help it anymore because it's just something that really stands out. It's not okay. So part of it was just that. I think the other side is just having the opportunity to grow up in a good family, Mm -hmm. uh, in a stable family. Uh, For me, I just want to give that opportunity to other people that, you know, to say it's not too late. You can change your decisions and we can help give you a better support system, you know, that you haven't had. So a part of it's just my upbringing Mm -hmm. uh, as a big part. And then once you start to get involved with this fight, you know, you start to see progress and new relationships form and opportunities come about. So another thing is just seeing how many people are actually interested in helping to make a difference from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's really just an opportunity to utilize those relationships and those opportunities to raise more awareness and to provide more resources, particularly financial resources uh, to these survivors and to their families that need the help. So what can people do? You know, what what can someone do? I mean, I I, I want to, you know, ask you what what is the organization's biggest need? You kind of touched on that a little bit, but what what can somebody do? Let's say, you know, someone hears our interview today and, you know, they're just moved to get involved, but they don't really know how or they don't really know what to do. Um, they may not necessarily have the financial stability or budget, you know, to to con- contribute financially. Um but what I mean, what if what if somebody suspects that there is a woman in their neighborhood or a woman that they know who is involved or who is being trafficked? What can they do? Yeah, I'd say uh, there's a couple things. Uh, one, there's a national human trafficking hotline number that all the organizations give out, and it's 888-3737-888. Okay. So if people call that number, they can report their case. 
Um, you can also call your local police. Mm-hmm. That's an option. And a mm-hmm. lot of cities like ours also have a team, which is called the Human Trafficking Task Force, okay. um, which specifically work, you know, to help provide services and to help arrest, you know, these guys or they help to go and speak at public events that groups are hosting. Mm-hmm. So we're just uh, very lucky, honestly, here in the Seattle area to have a team of people um, on that task force or, you know, different politicians and people who are really supportive of this movement and of what's going on here within Seattle and Washington state. Um, so I'd say report what you see, you know, use, utilizing those means. Uh, beyond that, you know, you can provide, you know, donations. Uh, you can go to our website, Compassion, the number two, one.org. You can also just do a Google search. There's different organizations. Mm-hmm. So if you're inclined to give towards, you know, one of our partners, then right. we would encourage that too. Right. Um, you can do what I did and you can start just hosting events. You know, if you have a background, you know, in events, you know, event management or planning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, start to do some, you know, 5K walk runs or some school assemblies or what have you. Just learn more about the issue, you know, go online and learn more. Yeah. Attend events, conferences, seminars, and uh, really just get educated and try to do what you can to make a difference. The conference that you spoke at or the event that you spoke at when you were down in California a couple of weeks ago, how, how do you start your, your presentation or how do you start your speech, if you will? Yeah, usually, um, you know, I'm brought in to talk more uh, about, you know, young men and the men's involvement in this. And really, I'm an advocate oh, okay. for, I'm an advocate for the men and trying to help them. Okay. And I'm also brought in to, you know, really be a positive role model to the women because okay. they need a positive male role model. Absolutely. In their life. Absolutely. So I'm brought in, and I speak from that perspective. And usually, you know, I find that people identify with this, you know, through visuals and through stories. Right. And so, you know, we start out with usually a video of some kind that, um, you know, really just gets people to see this and to hear the language of these girls or from the pimps that they use towards the girls and there's uh-huh. trafficking situations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just to get people, you know, <clears throat> kind of a five minute, you know, look into her life and what it's actually like. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get people to that point, they're inclined to take action. They're interested. You've captured, you know, the, their their attention. And so usually we start off with a video mm-hmm. and then I come on and really the whole point is for me uh, in that situation, just like we're doing today, really mm-hmm. to motivate and inspire. So we don't get too much into the detail, Yeah, yeah. but it's just to, to motivate and inspire and call people, you know, to that place of action to where, you know, they say, this is enough. I can't believe this is happening. Right. I have to do something. It's not okay for me just to walk out the door. I've got to <laughs> commit, you know, to do yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there is a man or a young man listening to the show today who is involved in this, who is a pimp or who is a John or who's buying women, what would you say to him right now? I would I would tell him, you know, that what, what you're doing is wrong. I think you've got to, you know, acknowledge that what you're doing is is wrong. You're hurting someone and you're and you're really hurting your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's help for you. Don't feel like you have to continue the behavior that, you know, you uh, were accustomed to growing up or that you've seen before. Think that you have to settle for that. You can, you know, learn more about yourself and your situation and how you can better yourself. Uh, there's tools, there's resources mm-hmm. available, there's people that want to help. Right. You can learn how to have a normal relationship with women in your life and uh, a relationship with yourself that you feel good about. And so I would just say, you know, go to our website, you know, if you're interested in that, if that appeals to you, and uh, we can help give you the resources and the tools that you need. Great message. Yeah, great, great message. Um, I want to know, um, out, out of all of the things that you do, 
Um, and, and all of the things that you've done in the last eight years, you said you've been with the, the organization eight years um, and you've traveled and you've give, given presentations and you've spoken into people's lives. What significant message do you want our audience to hear today about this organization and what it's doing in, in, in our community here local as well as around the world? I want people to hear that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, uh, no matter what you do for a living, that you can make a difference. There are tools, there are resources available so that you can get educated on this. You can make a difference. You don't have to be from a particular background or space. You can be any person. All you have to do is care about people. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you care about people... You know, you can make a difference. We can see a change in this and we're going to do it together. Right, right. Amen to that. Amen to that. You said one thing, and I just want to touch on this before we take our final break. Um, When you were talking about the message to the men that you speak to, you said, um, I want to tell him that he doesn't have to settle for this. So elaborate on that a little bit. That's interesting because I, I can understand where you would say that to the women who are involved. You know, you don't have to settle for this type of lifestyle. You don't have to settle for this type of relationship. So from that perspective, explain explain that. A lot of these guys, you know, just like we talked about, they come from a background maybe where there's organized crime in their family or there was gang activity um, or where, you know, their their father or their brother or their uncle, you know, didn't have a actual real relationship with women in their life. So all they've been subjected to is, uh, you know, seeing women treated inappropriately. And mm-hmm. that's what they've grown up around. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, these guys are doing this because this is all they know. This is their only view of women is as an object and as a product and not as an actual human being. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can learn how to treat a woman properly, and you can learn that you don't have to go down the route that your family went through, and you don't have to settle, you know, for that. You can have a better life. You can have, you know, a better self-confidence mm-hmm. with, within who you are, feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can also view other people, particularly women, uh, in a different way, and you can be an advocate for them rather than being someone who's going to, you know, uh, completely destroy their life. Right. So that's the message that we send out, that they don't have to settle, you know, for what they've always been accustomed to, but they can change. Wow. Huge. Just huge. Um, I think a lot of times in in this particular um, situation and in, in this, you know, um, topic, if you will, so many people would not hear that message. They would think, oh, you know, he's he's trafficking this woman or he's minor or he's pimping her or whatever. And we, you just we're going to arrest him and send him to jail. And that's just the end of it, you know, and focus really on, you know, the woman or the victim um, in the scenario. So I think it's important. Um, and I really commend you and the organization for taking that approach, because I do agree with you completely that um they they are brought up in an environment and they are they they behave and they live their life how they are shown how to live their life and they're doing the best that they can do you know life doesn't come with a manual so if they are you know brought up in that lifestyle and they're shown that this is life and this is what you do then it definitely makes sense yeah you know and again i mean i think that you know people can make their own decisions right. and i'm not making excuses for their behavior right absolutely but not you repeat behavior in your life yeah. and if you aren't told that you're valuable and you're not told how to really, you know, set a foundation in your life right. and how to surround yourself around people who 
will help empower you, will give you right opportunities, will speak into your life in a positive way. You have to learn how to do that. You have to learn how to build relationships both for yourself. Yes. But then how to build proper relationship with women in your life if that's been an issue for you. Yeah, yeah. Before you're going to ever see them, you know, in an appropriate way. Right, right. I agree. I agree. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to close out our interview. I want to give you an opportunity to thank people and let everybody know where they can connect with you directly and then how they can get involved with the organization. Awesome. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. There's an age-defying breakthrough discovered in biotech research. Bottom line, zero hype. It works. 15-plus years of clinical research shows astounding improvement in the skin, up to 67% reduction in fine and deep lines and wrinkles, lack of firmness, pore size, hyperpigmentation, and past sun-damaged skin. Your search for the fountain of youth stops right here. Look and feel better. Go to MiracleSkinDiscovery.com to learn more about Miracle Skin Discovery. That's MiracleSkinDiscovery.com. The new mainstream of talk radio. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hey, 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 this is Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show. I've had a fabulous interview today with you, Philip, in the studio. It's been great learning about you and the organization. Um, I've got uh, great connections and great events coming in 2015. Definitely want to um, connect you with some people and some folks that, that I'm working with. So um, be ready for that. When I call you, be ready. Okay, I'll be ready. <laughs> uh, I want, you know, I want you to thank, thank who you want to thank. You have some people you want to thank. Um, let us know where we can connect with you at. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I thank our founders. I thank our board members, our sponsors, uh, people in the media that I've had a chance to connect with and really get this message out like yourself. And I think that there's, uh, you know, just a lot, there's a whole list you yeah. know, uh, of people, but, uh, you know, this is a team effort. It's not something that, you know, I'm just passionate about, but this is a team effort, you know, to, to really equip people and to, uh, help these girls and these yeah. families and, yes. and also these men, like we've talked about. So, right. um, people can connect with us, uh, just on our website, compassion, the number two, ONE.org. That's our website. We're also on, you know, all the social media tools. So mm-hmm, you can connect mm-hmm. with us there. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can also reach out to me, Miss Kamei, on the Miss Kamei Show on social media, at uh, the Miss Kamei Show on Twitter as well. If you can't find Mr. Philip Martin or Compassioned21.org, uh, reach out to me and let me know. I'll definitely connect you. It's been a great pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much. I look forward to, to working with you and supporting your organization and uh, the commitment to making a difference in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You've been listening to Miss Kamei on the Miss Kamei Show on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.